Hello and welcome to the Cove's Body, Mind and Soul series. In this episode, we will be looking at the Catholic religion. Our guest speaker today is Chaplain Thomas Zaransky. Chaplain Zaransky commissioned into the Army in January 2022 after completing the Special Service Officers course at RMC, followed by the Chaplaincy course at the Defence Force Chaplaincy College. Chaplain Zaransky has completed a Bachelor of Economics, a Graduate Diploma of Secondary Education and a Graduate Certificate in Religious Education at the Australian Catholic University. Chaplain Zaransky was ordained a deacon in 2017 and a priest in 2018 and has served at several parishes within the Catholic Archdiocese of Brisbane. In late 2021, he was released to be a chaplain in the ADF and is currently posted to the 2nd Cavalry Regiment. Padre, welcome and thanks for supporting the Cove. My pleasure. No, my pleasure to be here. Thank you. Catholicism is a Christian faith, but what is distinctive to the Catholic tradition? Yeah, so good question. Um, yeah, Catholicism is, is well, there's a few things I'd say. Um, firstly, I'd say the Catholic faith is the largest of the Christian faiths. It's a, it's a global faith. Uh, we have over a billion followers, 1.2, 1.3 billion followers and adherence to the Catholic faith. So that's one thing that makes it particularly distinctive. Uh, the Catholic faith, we, we really, we trace our roots all the way back to Christ and even beyond Christ, really, we see Christ prefigured in the Old Testament. And in the New Testament, we hear that Christ handed on the keys to the kingdom of heaven to St. Peter and the apostles. And so the faith continues through Peter and the apostles. And so I'd say that as a starting point. The next thing I'd mention is that three distinctive elements of the Catholic faith, sources for its doctrine and, and its teaching. So the obvious one is is the Bible. Um, how many books are in the Bible? We, we said there's 73. We include what we call the Judeo-Canonical books as well. Uh, so scripture is, is distinctive. Also, too, we know that uh, the Bible wasn't codified until a few centuries after, after Christ. So tradition is the second element. So many families have traditions, big institutions. The, the military, of course, has its own tradition. So it's a living, breathing entity. And so, so do we in the faith. We have our own living, breathing tradition. So that's another element that makes it distinctive. The third would be the magisterium. So I mentioned Christ and handing the keys on to St. Peter. So we see St. Peter as the first pope and the current pope now is, is Pope Francis. So the magisterium is really the teaching authority of the church. The pope, in union with the, the bishops throughout the world, is the teaching authority of the, of the church. And we know the magisterium is, is not superior to the word of God, but rather it's its servant. And so the magisterium really only teaches what's been handed on. So I'd say those three things um, make it particularly distinctive. And, and from those three points flow the seven sacraments. And then the seven sacraments, each in their particular way, are distinctive. And uh, so that, that's what I'd probably say in, in summary. How does the distinctive aspects of the Catholic faith support a believer and what difference does it make to the individual? Yeah, okay, true. Yeah, I'd say there's a few things. Um, I could list a few, but the first thing I'd probably say is uh, when you walk into a Catholic church, if you've walked into one, or you'll notice pretty quickly an image of the crucifix. You'll see an image of the crucifix, usually 
somewhere close to the altar or above the altar. And so the crucifix we understand is, is Jesus Christ, fully human and fully divine. So he died on the cross for us. He died to save us from our own sins. And this is a central image for us as Catholics. It's a central image and it's a focus for us. Uh, Jesus' death and his resurrection really gives us a meaning in our lives. It helps us understand the redemptive power of suffering. You know, suffering isn't for nothing. Suffering is part of the human condition. It's not meaningless. And so Christ uh, suffered and died on the cross for us. In the, mili- in, the military, in the military context, you might think, yeah, this is the type of leader that I'm really willing to follow, someone who puts it all on the line, he walks the walk, he's someone who's died for us. And on the cross, you'll, you'll notice that Christ's side is pierced. Christ is pierced on the cross and outflow from Christ's side, we, we hear in the New Testament, blood and water. And these are symbolic of life. Of course, blood, we know blood is an obvious sign of life, but also water, you know, all living organisms need water for life and what we see from the pierced side of christ is a foreshadowing of the sacraments the seven sacraments of the church so these are particularly distinctive and make a difference for for individuals so the the seven sacraments are kind of grouped together in, in little groupings the first grouping would be baptism which is the gateway sacrament to uh, eternal life and so we are baptized into the Trinity, into into God, the eternal life. Confirmation, where that's strengthened through the power of the Holy Spirit and Holy Eucharist or, or the Mass. This is Christ's own flesh. And so those three uh, sacraments are the sacraments of initiation. So they support believers because they're really like the lifeblood of us, of our, of of us in, in, in this world. The other sacraments too are also important in penance or, or confession. Uh, the anointing of the sick, or sometimes it's called extreme unction, uh, marriage, holy matrimony, and, and then holy orders, so the, the ordained ministry. And so these sacraments together, the seven sacraments, are really the ordinary means by which Catholics receive grace from God and make us holy, make us more like God. They help us on our journey of faith, help help us on our life journey. And it's a bit of a crude analogy, but you might think of the sacraments something like an umbilical cord to a baby. The the sacraments give us a life, and so they make us um, more like Christ. And so that's that's what I'd probably say in terms of how does the faith support believers is through the sacraments. How does the distinctive of the Catholic faith support defence capability? Yeah, so there's many things I could mention here. Um, The first one I'd probably mention is, in my eyes at least, there's a very natural alignment between the Catholic faith and defence values. So there's a beautiful synergy I see. Defence values, of course, service, courage, respect, integrity and excellence. So there's an alignment there. I mean, service... We know Christ said that he came to serve and not to be served. And so Catholics are inspired by Christ, are inspired to a life of service. And that's certainly a a beautiful alignment with um, defence values and support defence capability. Um, Christ also said that no person could have any greater love than to lay down their life for their friends. 
you know we see this uh, in the military of course you know people who are willing to even give up their life for something bigger and something greater than themselves so there's a beautiful alignment with the service courage too you know we hear many references in the bible of of courage be strong and courageous do not be afraid for the lord your god goes with you we hear in the book of deuteronomy uh, we also see in the psalms beautiful um, echoes of courage the lord is my light and my salvation whom shall i fear the lord is the stronghold of my life of whom shall i be afraid so there's a real beautiful alignment with courage too and i could say i could go on for all the the defense phase the other thing i'd say is um in recent times pope francis called all catholics to a year of mercy this was the end of 2015 um start of 2016 and this year of mercy was a beautiful reminder for all catholics globally of some of the riches of our tradition he reminded us in this year of mercy about the corporal works of mercy and uh when I think of the corporal works of mercy, I can also see little uh, beautiful echoes of um, defence there as well. Um, the corporal works of mercy are the seven of them that feed the hungry, give drink to the thirsty, clothe the naked, house the homeless, visit the imprisoned, visit the sick, bury the dead. And so I think of recent times in, in defence, things where members went to, to bushfire relief, you know, where they were building houses and housing the homeless feeding the hungry, giving drink to the thirsty. And I think of the floods too, where Defence did a marvellous job in the floods. And there's an alignment there with um, the Catholic faith as well. And then I think also too of some of the work that Defence has done in the Pacific about, again, you know, um, housing the homeless, giving drink to the thirsty, feed the hungry. So I think as as Catholics, there's a beautiful synergy and alignment with um, defence, especially, I think, defence values, but also, too, in terms of um, building defence capability. So I'll probably say, say, I think I've said about enough there. How can a local commander support an adherent to the Catholic faith? Yeah, um, well, firstly, I'd probably say um, Catholics, generally speaking, are, are pretty robust folk, and so we wouldn't really seek out special treatment i wouldn't say uh, per se so um that's the first thing to be assured uh, to assure commanders that most catholics are pretty easy going and wouldn't really want special treatment in any sense but outside of that i'd say uh, uh commanders could really encourage catholics um in their respective units to to practice their faith if they know they've got a catholic member that just encouragement um as as christians as catholics we have a beautiful and deep understanding that through our baptism, we are brothers and sisters in Christ and children of God. And so in practising our faith, we naturally interact with others who also call themselves Catholic. And that mutually strengthens us with and through God's grace. And therefore, through that mutual strengthening, we're more willing and more able to share it with others. And so in the same way, um, cultivating and supporting uh, healthy relationships with biological families is beneficial. Holistically, I'd say the same is true um, for Catholics. So cultivating, supporting each other in our in our journey of faith, through practising the faith, praying together, for instance, um, also supports our journey of faith. And so that that's one little thing a commander could do just to 
to support Catholics in their in their practice of the faith. Also, too, it's it's um, interesting to note the last kind of thing I heard. And this might I wouldn't take this as a, as gospel, but um, we're still a very large faith group uh, in terms of defence. So, depending on the recent statistics, you're saying about a fifth of ADF members would would say that they're Catholic somewhere in that ballpark. So, around one in five would be would would be adherence to the Catholic faith. So it's quite a significant faith group. So. Supporting 150 members to, or thereabouts to support their faith would be something I would probably humbly suggest. What do you say to those who are sceptical of the Catholic religion and may contest this with their views on science? Yeah, so um, to non-believers, uh, probably the first thing I'd say is that um, the Catholic faith is an intellectual faith. For instance, uh, the Big Bang Theory was um, a theory that was espoused firstly by a Catholic. Also, too, we understand that um, there's two wings, so to speak, to our understanding of truth, faith and reason. In, um, in 1998, John Paul II, who was a, a pope, Pope John Paul II, who's now a saint, wrote this beautiful um, letter, we call it an encyclical, about how faith and reason are like two wings on which the human spirit rises to contemplate the truth. And so as Catholics, we have those two wings like a dove, you know, as a dove flies and reaches the heights, uh, it needs both wings to flap together in order to ascend. And so our faith is like that. We, we have a faith, which is a gift from God, a grace. And also we use our intellect and our, region, our reason. So that's what I'd probably say to, you know, unbelievers who are, who are, who are sceptical. Um, that's probably the initial thing I'd say. Also, too, I'd, I'd welcome them to um, to interact and to to interact with Catholic members and to to ask them about their faith and to 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 read about the faith. To first of all, the Bible, the New Testaments are a great place to start. So I wouldn't um, I wouldn't be discouraging at all. I'd rather be welcoming to those who who aren't of the Catholic faith or a Christian faith or any faith for that matter um, to a discussion and to, to really find out what it is that, um, that they're interested about and to find out exactly what it is that kind of um, might be a hurdle to their, to their belief. That's probably the first few things I'd say. And finally, Padre, what do Catholics need when away in the field or unable to get to weekly services? Yeah, sure. Um, as a Catholic priest, when I'm on the field, I, uh, I like to say Mass, you know, I've, say mass on a on a tree stump uh, or say mass on a little fold-out table um, of course the holy mass is is important for catholics it's it's really the source and the summit of our whole life here on earth it's where heaven and earth meet it's we receive um, the bread from heaven we say um, the lord's flesh and the lord's blood and so the, the first thing is and ultimately uh, the mass we'd we'd love the mass to, to celebrate the mass together but that's not always possible i understand that it's not always possible so um obviously there's other things we can do besides the mass um beautiful sacramentals i know i've seen many members uh, pray the rosary in the field a beautiful prayer a beautiful contemplative prayer in the field there's many times where we we kind of have to hurry up and wait and so there's a bit of sitting around and waiting around it's a beautiful time to pray 
the rosary. Beads are just small. They can fit in your, your pocket. Pull the rosary out, pray the rosary together, pray in, in common. I also bring my breviary, which is a, the official office of the church. So I pray some of the psalms during the course of the day. That'd be another thing I'd I'd uh, also recommend. And also, too, uh, the ADF has a beautiful ADF Bible uh, in in for, uh, in all the all of the service colours. But it's got a we've got a camouflage Bible, so I'd, I've got plenty of those I hand out in the field. And so, uh, reading scripture is a beautiful thing. So if you're in the field or you're on a course, um, I'd say those things, the first, if, if possible, to attend the Holy Mass, um, to pray the rosary and to read scripture, those those three things were um, all accessible in varying degrees depending on your location and, and time. But I'd say that'd be the three things I'd recommend. Padre, thanks for your time today. We are grateful for the valuable information you've provided and I'm sure our listeners will take a lot from it. That concludes our episode on the Catholic faith. If you have any questions, please feel free in contacting the Cove. Don't forget to download the Cove app. It's PME in your pocket, anywhere, anytime.